0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Yes, it is. Greeny rolling along with you after a thrilling opening night matchup between the Buccaneers and Cowboys. We'll get into that here. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and then I will bring in our betting analyst and, and our own uh, ESPN Radio's own Joe Fartenball to give us a couple of thoughts here looking ahead to the first weekend, and that's something I think we're going to do a lot of over the course of this season. I, I mentioned yesterday David Purdom, who covers the gambling uh piece of sports for us reported 36 percent more people are expected to bet on football games this year than ever before. It it just suggests to me that people are interested in this because whatever element of shadiness some people may have felt attached to it based on its um, how few places it was legal over the course of time so much of that stigma is gone Uh, and so we will have plenty of that coverage for you here as we go and we'll get Joe in the conversation in just a minute but just a thought on last night. Here's the takeaway that I had. Tom Brady was terrific. Tampa Bay is going to be great. I have zero questions coming out of that game last night about them. I also don't think that sto- the story of that game is about them at all. The story of that game was about Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott walked onto that field yesterday with as much stacked against him as I can think of practically any player in recent memory. I- I feel like I've run it down so many times for you here that I'm sounding like a broken record. But the injury last October, he hadn't taken a hit since then. He wasn't able to throw for the last six weeks for the most part because of the lat or the shoulder or whatever it is. So he wasn't out there at all. He's playing without his best offensive lineman. He's going up against a great defense in a hostile environment on the night that they're celebrating winning the Super Bowl last year. And, oh, by the way, the first time the Cowboys get the ball was after they've been punted down to the two-yard line. And Dak looked completely unfazed from the second he walked out onto the field last night. You could feel it. You could just tell. You could tell immediately he was fine. And he looked great. First play, two-yard line. Amari Cooper, 19-yard, I think it was a 19-yard completion or something like that. Basically a 20-yard pass that got it going. They flipped the field position. They wound up punting them down to the five-yard line. And then he went toe-for-toe with Brady candidly. He outplayed Brady last night going up against a much tougher defense than Brady was facing. Now, Brady at 44 is just a marvel, and he's going to have an enormous season. Nothing about last night changes that. But again, the story to me of last night was Dak Prescott. He was simply sensational. And so with that thought in mind, I want to bring in ESPN's betting analyst and ESPN Radio's own Joe Fortenbaugh who joins me here on the Goodyear Hotline, because I, I want to get a quick thought on that before we go through um, the the stuff we've put together for today, Joe. And, and I just wanted to get your perspective on that last night. Through the eyes of a person whose primary focus is gambling, what were the biggest takeaways coming out of Cowboys' bucks last night?
2: On one side of the equation, Greeny with Tampa Bay, to be minus three in turnover differential, to be outgained in total yardage, to watch your opponent hold the ball for 35 of 60 minutes, and to commit over 10 penalties for over 100 yards and still win the game shows just how deadly Tampa Bay can be this season. With all those mistakes, with the sloppy play left and right, they were still very, very good, courtesy of Tom Brady. On the other side of the equation, there's going to be a lot of love for Dallas, and I was just listening to you, and you make great points, and I don't disagree with any of them. There's going to be a lot of love for Dallas coming off what people saw last night, especially with Prescott looking healthy. I would say this. They're going to have extra rest to get ready for next week's game against the Chargers. If the Chargers go to Washington and lose that game or look sloppy, the entire world will be on Dallas next week, which will probably create an opportunity to bet the other way on the Chargers. Just keep that in mind one week from today.
1: Yeah, I think that's an important point, because as we pointed out at the end of the show yesterday, at the time that we were on the air, in this hour yesterday, 93% of the money was on Tampa minus eight and a half. And I don't know one, I don't know a fraction of what you know about this stuff, Joe, but I do know that if 93% of the money is on the sun rising in the east and setting in the west, I'm going the other way. (laughs) And, And so maybe to that extent, last night was easier to see coming.
2: Always keep that in mind. Always. I mean, these casinos here that I can see. Out the window in Las Vegas. They were not built on the backs of consensus from the betting public. They were (laughs) built on the outliers. And last night, you watched that line continue to climb. We'll get into some college football in a second. There's a game earmarked where everyone's going to be going one way and you should consider the other. Always keep that in mind. The contrarian play, the outlier play, sometimes it's not the worst decision in the world when it comes to sports betting. All right, I like that. That, that, This is an education
1: for me and hopefully for a lot of people listening. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance, reminding you you can look like a million bucks with Dollar Shave Club. Upgrade to a DSC six blade razor for a noticeably smooth shave thanks to their six precision cut stainless steel blades find your perfect shave wherever you shop in store and online at dollarshaveclub.com that's dollarshaveclub.com okay here we go this is a perfect opportunity for you to try some
0: active listening
1: unsolicited advice Unsolicited advice from our betting analyst and expert, Joe Fortenball. let's do it. NFL Week 1, the full day Sunday, is two days away. Where is the money flowing as we approach Sunday?
2: Number one, your beloved New York Jets are taking some action. Carolina was as high as minus four and a half. It has come down to four. I'm not going to be the least bit surprised if it gets down to three and a half as well. Number two, the Washington football team. They were originally a one-point underdog hosting the Chargers, Austin Eckler battling a hamstring injury. Washington is now a one-point favorite. The Cleveland Browns were a six-point underdog in Kansas City to take on the defending AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs that number has dropped down to five and a half as low as five in some places there's money coming in on the Browns the Denver Broncos were a one-point favorite in New York against the Giants that's all the way up to three a lot of love for Denver and Teddy Bridgewater and a lot of people very very suspicious of how the Giants are going to look early in the season with Daniel Jones at quarterback and then finally some money coming in on the Saints Green Bay was a four four and a half point favorite for that neutral site game in Jacksonville it is now down to Green Bay minus three and a
1: half okay so the money is coming in heavy on the jets washington the browns the broncos and the saints give me one of those plays that you like and one of them that you don't like
2: washington without question uh washington playing at home big situation here ron rivera As a head coach in the NFL, dating back to the beginning of his time in Carolina, in week one, his defenses are giving up an average of just 15 points per game. Say what you want about his offenses and anything else, his defenses come to play at the beginning of the season, and he's got a good one led by Chase Young this season. They upgraded quarterback with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going to be able to protect the football. Plenty of weapons around him. Chargers breaking in a new head coach in Brandon Staley. They're coming all the way across the country for an early start time. I like Washington in that matchup. One I disagree with. And I hate to say it because I know you're a Jets fan. I side a little bit with Carolina here. I'm surprised the Jets are taking money. I think the future's bright. I used to cover the Niners in San Francisco. Robert Sala is a great, great candidate to be a solid head coach. But I think there's a long way to go, especially with that secondary. And with Joe Brady having an offseason to work with Sam Darnold, with the defense making big gains on that side of the ball, after making a gain last year, even though they lost Luke Keekley, I think Caroline is going to be very formidable this season. Yeah,
1: I, I don't have a good feeling about that at all. I, I, <laughs> this, this is just, this is not, and it's also Sam Darnold's Super Bowl. I mean, I, I yeah. can't imagine any player is going to want to win a game more than he's going to want to win that. Again, Greeny and Joe Fortinbaugh are betting analysts. What else are you looking at week one? What are some other plays you like?
2: I'm going to be with the public on this one, but I will lay the seven and a half with the Rams over the Bears on Sunday night football. Sean McVay is a head coach of the St. Louis Rams, 4-0 straight up, 4-0 against the spread in week one. His offenses are averaging 32 points per game in week one. His defenses are giving up just 16 points per game. I think the Bears got big problems along the offensive line and at the cornerback position. I'll also be taking a look at Pittsburgh plus six and a half against Buffalo. This is strictly based on two things. One, love the Bills this year. This isn't knock on them this is just too many points when you're going against a very balanced pittsburgh team that has a head coach in mike tomlin who is 65 percent for his career as an underdog i believe he's 42 and 20 against the spread when in the underdog position i think that's going to be a much tighter game than people realize i'll take the points with the steelers okay
1: like it a lot joe and then one more give me a good college play give me for all the college football fans out there give me one you have your eye on from the college weekend
2: I'd lay one and a half with NC State over Mississippi State. They're on the road. They've got extra time to get ready as they beat South Florida last Thursday. They run a 3-3-5 defense, which is tailor-made to limit what Mike Leach's air raid offense can do. NC State's a sleeper team this year. I'd lay the point and a half with them. I'd also look to Washington in that matchup with Michigan. That's the overreaction special of the week. Michigan looks good against Western Michigan. Washington falls on its face against Montana. Everyone wants to bet against Washington. There could be weather elements in that game. Winds could be high. I think Washington's going to bring a good defense there, and I want the points in my pocket. Keep your eye on that one as the world's going to want to back the Wolverines.
1: What is the number on that? What What is Michigan favored by? Do you know? I mean, So Michigan it, was a yeah.
2: four-point favorite. It got all the way up to seven, and mm. now we're seeing resistance on the key number of seven. Some books have come back to six and a half. If you can get seven with Washington, I think you're in good shape come Saturday night.
1: Okay, I like that, and I'll keep it in mind when we watch that game. Joe, this is a pleasure. I look forward to doing it regularly here as we work our way through the season. I learn a lot from it, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. Pleasure's all mine, Greeny. Have a good one. All right, Joe Fortenbaugh with us here on ESPN Radio. Interesting stuff. And so, again, going over his picks, he likes the Panthers minus the four against the Jets. It's very difficult for me to argue with that. I mean, I, I, I'd like to say I disagree. I'm actually surprised this money is coming in on the Jets because that, candidly, that doesn't feel like enough points.
3: The line feels low to, to me too. It, it's, uh-huh. it's it's fishy. Uh-huh. It's and you a smelly, always, line. It's
1: a smelly line. It's a smelly line. A smelly line. You, you I, I, what I've learned from you again, Hembo, always approaches all of this stuff from the analytics perspective. You are point. You would point out to me this feels like a game the Panthers should be a touchdown favorite. I agree. So that the fact that it, that I don't know that confuses me. Those two things seem to be op, arguing
3: opposite things. What I always like to do is ask myself what. I guess, I guess what the line is. And if it's like a three points off, yeah, got to take the smell test right there. That t- I, I totally agree with you on this. I okay. kind of like the Jets at that number. I like that. You like the Jets
1: at that number? I like the Jets at that because number. Of because, because of the smelly nature of the line. Because
3: of the smelly nature of the line. Okay, we will continue
1: doing that. We still have who you got coming up, or we'll make our picks here. And up next, I will tell you something that happened last night that hadn't happened in 97 years. That's next. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio
0: the NFL is on Key J and now Max Kellerman here's a guy that you drafted in the first round that you think could potentially be the successor to Aaron Rodgers in the future but could he at least be a damn backup Keyshawn J Will and Max weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN radio and on ESPN2
4: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Greeny, the podcast.
1: Hi, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. In just a moment, I will tell you something that we saw happen in sports last night that hadn't happened in 97 years that's after this word from ZipRecruiter. Airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. Who do they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's Technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com/slash greenie. As right, to the list.
3: The list is what determines who matters in this business.
0: The Green List.
1: All right, today's green list is going to be my top five matchups. I can't wait to see on this opening weekend of pro football. I'm not going to pick the games here. I will pick the games. We're going to do who you got in a couple of minutes. Mm. And Bubba is going to give us some fun ones, but also some games. And so I'll pick the games there. But these are just the matchups. I cannot wait to see. Number five. Baker Mayfield against Patrick Mahomes. Look, Mahomes is the gold standard, right? Aaron Rodgers is the defending MVP. Tom Brady is the defending champ and the GOAT. Dak Prescott opened up a lot of eyes last night. But when it comes to quarterback play in the NFL right now, it begins with Patrick Mahomes. And the real question is, what is Baker Mayfield going to be? This is an interesting test for that. Because I've said it many times on these airways recently. If Baker Mayfield proves to be a good quarterback, then the Browns are going to have a very hard time climbing this mountain. But if Baker Mayfield takes one step forward from where he was last year, and goes from being above average to being bordering on great, I think it's a Super Bowl team. I have picked the Browns to be in the Super Bowl this year, and a big part of it is because I want to see Mayfield step up. I believe he will take a step forward. So I want to see Mayfield go toe-to-toe with Mahomes. That's not necessarily their game plan, and I'm not suggesting it needs to match him pass for pass. But Mayfield is going to need to make big plays against Kansas City, for that team to have a chance to win, I can't wait to see if he can do it. Number four, the Bama Bowl is obviously fascinating. Mac Jones against Tua Tungavailoa. That, that's a really interesting matchup. The fact that that's the way that was scheduled, and that the two of them are starting Tua and Mac, obviously the Alabama legends. New England's only a three-point favorite in that game. Now, Hemba, you were describing a line earlier as kind of smelly. Mm-hmm. Is this one a little odoriferous? Uh, uh, uh,
3: what's the word I'm looking for? Odorous? Not to me. You, you think they should be favored by closer to a touchdown? I do. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm all in on the Patriots. Vegas is, is less optimistic. The Dolphins, last I checked, had better odds to win their division than New England did.
1: That's interesting. Isn't it? All right. I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup one way or the other. Number three. Josh Allen against T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt just got paid quarterback money (laughs) to rush the quarterbacks. And his first test is up against Josh Allen. This is such a good matchup. Buffalo-Pittsburgh is such a good game. Pittsburgh is a much better team than most people are giving them credit for. What does Vegas
3: think of the Steelers? Is Vegas high on the Steelers? Not based upon that line. That's a, that's a massive number. Six and a half? Six and a half is a lot of points.
1: Because the public loves Buffalo and they love Allen and everyone's talking about him being the MVP. I, I would be very hesitant to give those points. And I like T.J. Watt a lot. I think I did the pick on TV this morning. I think I picked Buffalo to win it by two. So I'm not giving those points, and I'm looking forward to seeing what T.J. Watt can do in this matchup against that star quarterback and that really good offense. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Number two. How about Andy Dalton versus Aaron Donald? I believe Aaron Donald is as big a part of the reason as anything that Justin Fields isn't starting this game. Aaron Donald is the best, most dominating, and most intimidating defensive player in the National Football League. He's actually the best player in the National Football League. And he's the one who makes most people change their mind because Aaron Donald does stuff that's almost impossible to stop. I've seen him get triple teamed by the center and both guards and still pick one of them up and throw him into the quarterback. And Andy Dalton, Rob Ninkovich made the point earlier today on Get Up that you can see the Statue of Liberty from my office. He said you're going to be able to see it Sunday night in L.A. too because that's Andy Dalton going to be standing on that spot. So let's see. The Bears... They've made the fascinating and much maligned decision to go to Andy Dalton here against this defense. What if they're right? Like, what if they're actually doing it because they think it gives them the better chance to win right right now? And what if Dalton actually plays well? Like, I feel like we've almost discounted that as a possibility, <laughs> right? It's almost like, well, how quickly can they get Justin Fields out there? How long is the first series going to be? Can we get Fields out there in time for the second snap? Can Dalton's helmet come off accidentally so that he has to come out of the game for a play? Like, there's all these different elements of, of speculation as to how quickly. What if we're wrong? What if Dalton's good?
3: What if he plays well there? Anybody.
1: Anybody. Does anyone think there's a chance? Any chance of
3: that, Hembo? There is definitely a chance, and almost all of the public is on the Rams in this game. Really? 90-ish.
1: Remember, 90% Remember, of the public is on the Rams minus the 7.5. That's a, mm-hmm.
3: a lot of oh points. Boy.
1: Remember what that means. All right, screening my top five matchups I can't wait to see. Number one. This is the obvious one, obviously, for me, is Zach Wilson against Sam Darnold. As Sam Darnold who did not get a fair shake as the quarterback of the Jets and now gets a fresh start and a real chance to prove what he's capable of in Carolina. And as I've told you many times, I will root for him 16 times this year, but not 17. I will not root for him this week, obviously, against my beloved Jets. And it's an interesting test for Zach Wilson. Let the new era begin. It's another fresh start for the Jets with a dynamic young quarterback everyone's excited about. If that sounds familiar, it's because it was Sam Darnold three years ago. And here we are with Zach rooting for the best. So those are the five matchups that I cannot wait to see this weekend. We'll see where the whole thing winds up taking us. Again, who you got is on the way. But I did promise you one thing. I'm ready. Green light with Greeny. I'm going to give Hembo mostly the green light here, but I'll set it up with this. Like one of my favorite expressions about baseball is every time you go to the ballpark, you might see something you've never seen before. You might see something that's never happened before. Well, you didn't quite get that yesterday, but you did get something that hadn't happened in baseball in 97 years. The last time the New York Yankees were swept in a series of at least four games and never held a lead at any point in those four was 1924. They were playing the Washington senators. Now they've been swept by the blue Jays in a four game series in which they never held the lead. The blue Jays are right on their tail. Are the Yankees going to miss the
3: playoffs? Yes. The Yankees are going to miss the playoffs. Greeny. They are in so much trouble. We know how good the Rays are. The Blue Jays have been better than the Yankees for a l- pretty much ever since they got to start you know, playing games at home in Toronto again at the end of July. They've been outstanding since then. They just swept the Yankees in a four-game series without ever having a deficit in it. And Garrett Cole's health is uncertain, and Jamison Tyone, their second best pitcher, is on the DL with a, with a partial tear. We're talking about... Zach Britton is going to have Tommy John surgery. He's not going to be able to pitch the rest of the season. Or next, Aroldis Chapman has been terrible. The one thing the Yankees could do was pitch. I have no idea how they're going to even do that. And Greeny, they are in massive, the Yankees are in massive trouble. Amongst all the days we've come in after a bad Yankees loss and said, is this a new low? I think today the answer to that question is actually yes.
1: They have played 1,250 series of four games or more. Since June of 1924 and held at least a lead in every single one of them until this week. These are bad times for the Yankees. All right, who you got? Our traditional Friday finish in which we'll pick a bunch of games and have a bunch of fun. We'll do that in a moment after this word from DraftKings. All right, this is the time to celebrate. The first NFL Sunday of the season is about to kick off, and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting you in the center of this weekend's action. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit by signing up using the code GREENY. So get in on the action now. It is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, see how your team stacks up against the competition. You start by downloading the DraftKings app right now and use my name, Greeny, as the code. This week, new customers get a free shot at the $1 million top prize, and you can compete for millions in prizes across all the contests. Just enter the code GREENIE. You'll get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's GREENIE, only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Back in a flash, ESPN Radio.
4: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens?
0: Previously on Greeny.
1: I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl in back-to-back seasons and this time beating the Cleveland Browns. That was me earlier this week. That was the pick. The Weekly Rewind brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. We roll along on this first Real Football Friday Of the 2021 season, as always, live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. And if you listen to the show, you know, Fridays, we always finish with the same touch. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision.
0: Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got?
1: All right, it's Bubba's turn to take center stage here. And Bubba, again, many of you may not know, he's a crazy Cowboy fan, so he's excited about his team's win last night and his quarterback's performance. And before his uh, career in radio broadcasting, Bubba used to work for the CIA. He would administer lie detector tests. So he's very good at asking questions and knows how to get the answers from people and determine whether they are true or not. So he'll ask me those questions. But again, quickly, Bubba, I noticed you wore the DAC jersey yesterday. Right. And he goes out and has the game of his life last night. Why are you not? Wearing some sort of Cowboys jersey today.
4: Yeah, you know, I really came close. I generally shy away from it after the losses, but I probably should have because Dak was, as I already gave him the A plus plus grade. But uh, yeah, you know, just uh, I like to be professional on a Friday. Felt more like a win to me than a loss. And uh, you, yeah, I think you actually me. just said they won. Yeah. So, yeah, ten seconds ago, you actually said they won. What so. did I say?
2: You said you yeah. said Bubba. Like, uh, let's bring it. in
4: Bubba mm-hmm. after the Cowboys win last night. Well, oh, okay. I mean, for
2: the Cowboys, a loss like that is a win. <laughs> All
4: right, settle <laughs> down. Come
2: on. We're, we're, celebrating, down, we're Jones. celebrating a guy who had his best game ever. The team lost. They lost. They're
1: 0-1. Boy, Nuno is really something <laughs> oh else. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I, a cynic. I realized that I made a faux pas there, but here's what I will say in my defense hembo. That felt like a win. I thought they were going to get obliterated last night. The fact that they are right there – the entire night and the Dak plays that way. Like I feel emotionally, like you come away with. Let's put it this way. All right, I'm 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 going to make it a bet. You tell me if this is a good analogy. If the Jets this year go eight and nine, and Zach Wilson looks like he's going to be the next big thing. He just looks spectacular. Everyone, regardless of your fandom, is like, oh. This kid is unbelievably is going to be the next great NFL quarterback. Is anyone going to tell me that's going to feel like a losing season for the Jets? No, that's an enormous win. So you go into that building last night against that team in that spot, and you play them basically to a standstill and your quarterback sets the world on fire like that. That just doesn't feel like a loss to me.
3: No, you asked the first question today on get Up, You asked. Can we consider this a moral victory for the Cowboys, even though this is professional sports? The answer is yes. It was not a playoff game. It's week one. They played way better than any of us could have imagined against a team that we were talking about yesterday going 17 0. That now, is
2: so it. wrong. You can't, not with the Cowboys, not when people expect them to win and make the playoffs. The Jets, it's a different conversation. The Giants, who are a three point underdog at home against Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos, if they win, you know, if they play a close game and lose, I'm not going to say, oh, that was it. Moral victory. No, that's different. For the Jets, and they play well, yes, Greeny, you take it because your team's not that good, and there's no expectations. Cowboys need to win games like that for people to to take them
4: serious.
1: Boy, Nuno is something. They, were, they, they, they were
4: like – Biggest, it was the biggest underdog of
3: Dak's career. What are you talking
4: about?
1: Yeah, I, I love this little back and forth. And
3: Dak, like the last time Dak Prescott touched the ball, he left he left the field, and they had the lead. Like that's he did his job. The defense I, was the problem last night.
1: I tell you what, I like too. I like this little NFC East potpourri that we have on the show today, true, yeah. and and every day because we got Nuna with the Giants, and we got Hembo with the Eagles, and we got Bubba with the Cowboys. So I like everything about this dynamic
4: and it will continue all year. In the meantime, Bubble, let's do who you got. All right, who you got brought to you by Granger. Let's start by picking some games and these odds are by Caesars Sportsbook. And let's start with the big one on Sunday night football. Rams and the Bears. So Andy Dalton getting the start. No Justin Fields yet. This one we got Los Angeles minus seven and a half. Who you got here? All right now Hembo, did you just tell me
1: that ninety percent of the money is on the Rams and giving the points? I did. Then I have to take the points. I just have to. Like, I can't go against my own. I went against my own better judgment yesterday, and it cost me. And you can't, these things just work that way. I, I, my, my the official pick here, my who you got pick will be the Bears plus seven and a half. I would be flabbergasted if they win this game, but I will take the Bears, and I will take the points based upon the direction that the money is
4: going. It's Bubba's Who You Got. What's next? All right, next game up is Packers-Saints, and this one, Green Bay minus 3.5. Aaron Rodgers back with Green Bay. Who you got here? So that game's being played in Jacksonville, so there's
1: no home field advantage for the Saints. I'm a big believer in Jameis. Three-and-a-half is not a big number, though. Are the Packers—you have anything on the public on this thing for me or no? There's no strong public lean on this game.
3: Not at the moment, at least.
1: I think I'm going to take the Saints— I'm going to go, let's keep track of my picks this year. We'll do, we'll do five of these every week on who you got. And, and then we will, do you have five of them ready, Bubba? Let's, let's make it five. Uh, yep, nice got five, yep. We'll do five every week and we'll keep track of my picks. So I, I've got the bears plus the seven and a half. I will take the points with the saints. I will take the saints
4: plus three and a half. Bubba, what's next? Next up, we got Dolphins Patriots. This game's on ESPN Radio. Give Sunday, the points. And it's New England. Give the points. Minus three. Who Give the point. oh, that stinks.
1: points. That line stinks. Stinks to high heaven to me. I'm telling you right now. That line stinks to high heaven. I. I Vegas is not buying the the Patriots. I am. Now, Vegas never gets these things wrong, mm-hmm. and I always get them wrong. Mm-hmm. So you should probably race to wherever it is you do these things and bet on the Dolphins. But the official pick here for sure is Patriots minus three against Miami
4: on Sunday. Who you got? Bubba. All right, let's do Browns Chiefs. This one big game. A lot of people looking to see what Baker versus Mahomes here. Kansas City minus five and a half. Who you got? Anything on the public on this one, Hembo? Uh,
3: the public favors Cleveland slightly, but 97% of the public is over 53.5. So I think we're going to see fewer than 53 points in this game.
1: So, 97% of the money is over 53.5. That's right. So that's 27-26
3: gets you there. So if this is a fairly low-scoring game, relatively speaking. It's low-scoring
1: considering the teams that are
3: playing. Right, of course, but who does that favor? If the game goes under 53.5, who does that favor? Cleveland,
1: don't you think? I do. I think they have a better defense, and I think that they, are, they want to run the ball. They want to slow the game down. All right. I'm taking a lot of points today. I will take the Browns plus – did you say it was five-and-a-half or six-and-a-half? Uh, five
4: five-and-a-half.
1: Five-and-a-half. I will take the Browns plus the five-and-a-half. Have I taken po- – no, I gave points in the Patriot mm-hmm. game. All right. I don't, I don't want to just go with, with all, the, all the underdogs. I will take the points, Browns plus five-and-a-half. Baba, give me one more.
4: All right, last one. Let's do Steelers and Bills. Big Ben, Josh Allen, going at it. This one is Buffalo at home, minus six and a half. We yeah, got. I'm taking the points again. Like I, I just,
1: I think, I think this is a coin flip game. So what is Vegas telling us here? Vegas is telling us that that Buffalo is three and a half points better on a neutral field than Pittsburgh. Yes,
3: that's about right. See, I think that's about right too. Anything on the public money on this thing? Nothing, but you can get this number at 7.5 in some places, which makes you feel a lot better about Pittsburgh Yeah,
1: if you want to go that way. I like Pittsburgh. I, I'm, I'm going to k- take the points. So that's four out of five that I'm taking the points. The official pick here is Steelers plus 6.5. So, Bubba, let's recap these again. I'm taking the points with the Bears yep. against the Rams.
4: Bears, 7.5.
1: I am taking the points With the Saints against the Packers. Three and a half, yep. I'm giving the points with the Patriots against Miami. Minus three. I am taking the points with the Browns against Kansas City. Five and a half. And I'm taking the points with the Steelers against Buffalo. Six and a half, Okay, I like it.
0: Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death.
1: All right. Even within the Who You Got framework, I can still throw in the hashtag KOD. <laughs> but we don't just pick games in Bubba's Who You oh, Got. Oh, no. He's also got some fun
4: questions for us here. Let's hear what we have. Let's do it, because it's hard to believe, but 55 years ago yesterday, Adam Sandler was born in Brooklyn, New York. He grew up in New Hampshire, and then he made some movies. Who You Got is your favorite Sandler movie. Oh, that's such a – I love that. I love Adam Sandler. Oh, I love, yeah. I love him – I, I know
1: him not well, but I know him enough to know that he is he is a genuine sweetheart of a man. Um, and a great sports fan, obviously. Yeah, I love playing basketball.
4: I always see pictures of him or video of him playing hoops. Th-
1: that seems to have become a big thing lately. Like, yeah. He's, he's always, always out there
4: playing basketball.
1: Constantly. And, and those pictures and videos all of a sudden are everywhere. <laughs> and people are just starting to notice that he dresses like a schlep. Yeah. Like he's been dressing like a schlep forever. He's made his career out of being a schleppy dresser. But what is your favorite Adam Sandler movie? See, that's an interesting question. You can go to the early Sandler. So I I will always, there will never be a time in my life that the movie Billy Madison will be on and I will not enjoy watching it, that I will not get a laugh or two out of watching it. He also has made a variety of sports movies. So between Happy Gilmore, which was good, he did a, a remake of Longest Yard. He did The Waterboy, which is obviously, that's Bobby Boucher. Um, which is a very, very funny movie. He made that... What was the gambling movie? I didn't see it that he made last year, but um, uh, but people were th- saying he might wind up being nominated for an Oscar for it, and he wound up oh, not being. Right? I, what was it called? No, it was... Uncut a, Gems. Uncut yeah. Gems. Yeah, Uncut Gems. Um, I, I believe that was about sports gambling. I didn't see I should have seen that movie. I didn't. Uh, and, and he made some slightly more serious movies. He He made that movie in which you could fast-forward time. I actually kind of liked that. Like Click or something? Click, yeah. it was called. The whole grown-up series. Big
4: Daddy? I was not, not serious. Oh, I forgot about one. Big
1: Daddy. Yeah, that's that a, a good one. movie, too. I think... Well, you have to go with, it, with it's the flat-out comedy. I think if we're going to pick the answer to this question, it has to be, what, which of his movies just makes you consistently laugh the most? I think I would say it's The Waterboy. Oh what, wow! All right. What, what is that? What, not what you thought I would say.
4: No, nah, I mean it's a great. I think I saw it in theaters. It's a great one. That's a great movie. I think I'd probably go Billy Madison, but Billy Madison. I mean, going all the way back to the beginning, his yeah. first movie. It, it is. But a great you can't movie. go wrong with. It. I mean, Waterboy, Happy
3: Gilmore, they're all great. They're Billy all Madison, great. Yeah. Well, What's yours, Hembo? Happy Gilmore for me. When you, when you, I, you think, I think Classic. you overthought this one a little bit. Happy Gilmore. We did. We did that list of um, sports movies a couple of months ago. I think that was. I think that was very t- close to the top of your list. To me, that's. When I think of Adam Sandler, I think of Happy Well,
1: Day let's Day. say this. Let's just agree that with Adam Sandler, you can't go wrong. I'm a big fan, yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I like all the movies, but for the purposes of moving it along, I will take the Waterboy.
4: Bubba, what's All next? right, this one will be right up your alley. 14 years ago yesterday, Taylor Swift released Ooh. our song as a single from her self-titled debut album. It went four times platinum. Good job. Who You Got is your favorite <laughs> Taylor Swift album and song. Well,
1: I don't know her songs by the album because I did not really get turned on to Taylor Swift until my daughter became a huge fan of hers, which was more recently. So to me, all those songs are old, but it is an old song. I have a particular attachment to her song, Love Story. That is just, it's like, there was a time we were on a family vacation. We go at Christmas time every year. Three families, we're all very close. There's 14 of us in the group total, eight kids. And we go down to the Caribbean every year over Christmas. And one year that song came on and the kids got up and like acted it out. And at the at the part where she says he knelt to the ground and pulled out a ring, marry me, Juliet, like they were acting it all out and all that kind of stuff. And we have it on video and it is, I I have... If I live to be a hundred, I will never forget that night, and I will never forget that moment, and I will never not have a, an attachment to that song, which is a great song. Now, I happen to like a lot of her songs. Her new album uh, was—it's actually not the newest one anymore—but folklore, the pop, the um, folk album, which she did during COVID, is magnificent, and there are some really good songs on it, like "Exile" is a song I really like, and "August" is a song I really like, and "Betty," but. I have an emotional attachment to the song Love Story that I will have with me because of my kids for the rest of my life. So that is my clear cut, number one.
4: You have one more, Bubba? I got one more. Tommy Shaw, he turns 68 tomorrow, and he is, of course, the lead singer and guitarist of Styx. Who you got for your favorite Styx song? Now, I must tell you, he really was
1: not the lead singer of Styx. The lead singer of Styx was a guy named Dennis DeYoung.
4: That's true, yeah. They were... were they were they, Tommy Shaw's yeah. saying
1: some songs. He's saying Too Much Time on My Hands. He's saying a song called She Came. Yeah, I think he's a
4: singer now. That's true, yeah. Uh, but Dennis was. That's Dennis the De
1: Young was the song. Do you need? Are you asking me for a Tommy Shaw song, or, do you, or can I pick any stick song?
4: Yeah, no, I think let's go any Sticks, because, yeah. I mean, Tommy was there for all the, uh, all the songs playing guitar, so it doesn't have to be a Tommy Sung song. So let's just go your favorite <laughs> stick, uh, stick song. A Tommy Sung song. <laughs> August?
1: 1981, first concert I ever saw, Brendan Byrne Arena. Oh, Meadowlands, yeah. Sticks on the Paradise Theater Tour, Um, which is a, I I don't really, I have no value judgment to make on that, but that is just a little trivia, a little note of trivia about me. My favorite (laughs) Sticks song, I mean, the really famous ones are like Come Sail Away, Babe, how many stick songs do you know, Hembo? Could you name
3: a song? Come Sail Away is the only stick song that I know off the top of my head. The I, only one. If, if I Renegade. could play you
1: a few other songs that you would Probably know. Probably
3: so. But you know I'm not awfully good with music. Or movies. Or, any, or anything other than this game. You're not really good with anything video. but baseball. Um, <laughs> I, I
1: would say my favorite stick song, and we're running out of time, so I've got to make a pick here. My favorite stick song will be Grand Illusion. Oh, yeah. Sure. title track from G. the Grand I. Illusion album. The ever popular GI says Greenie, as
4: far as that. And that's who you got, Bubs. Go. Who you got? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right. I have quite a weekend ahead of me. We are moving my son into
1: college this weekend. So if when I come back I have look like I've been crying, it's probably because I will have been. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy all the football, and I'll see you back in better than ever. Greeny on ESPN Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at ten Eastern on ESPN Radio, and see it with the video on ESPN Plus. Also, catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at eight on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcast.